Father, first of all, we thank you for this great opportunity uh, to preach your word. We thank you for every single person that hears my voice. It's you, Lord, that drew every one of them. You said no one comes except my Father draws them. So I thank you uh, for everything that you're doing in the life of so many people. And Lord, we pray that your purpose is always fulfilled. Lord, it's your will that must be done, not our will. And we pray that your purpose and your will is done in the life of every single individual. So, Lord, as we move forward in this service, let your spirit reign supreme. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So I'm so glad to see so many people out there. I do want to uh, uh, acknowledge um, this wonderful couple who got engaged and at the party last night. So if Brandon and uh, Kylie will stand up, please. The future... Mr. Brandon Johnson, I told I, I was I was looking at Brandon. I was, I was looking at Brandon in the in the lobby. He had on this meat coat and the, you know, he got the beard, looking like Shaft. You know, and I know soup flowers coming behind him. I didn't know what was going on. But I just know he was rocking that coat, with that beard, looking smooth as silk. But congratulations! I am so so excited, right, excited. Love you guys so much. I apologize for my absence, and uh, I don't know, uh, I mean, we'll talk about that later, but, uh, all right, man, hey, just for my, uh, he mentioned it, but please, I need all, the, every man that's available, want, women if you want to, after service, immediately after service, uh, uh, help Brother Tim, we're having a big, big event here tomorrow uh, that's going uh, to involve so many churches and, uh, and uh, uh, community organizations is going to be coming in tomorrow to do this big event that, uh, that we're spearheading here at the church. Uh, so we got to set up our gym for that. And that's a lot for Brother Tim by himself. So, because we got to bring the tables, all the tables from upstairs down, because we need every single table. So we're going to need some help, young men. So AJ and you guys, men, don't leave today. Amen. <laughs> Even if you're shy, if you got a meat coat on, you can just hang it up in my office, Brandon. <laughs> All right, so Tim, Tim's going to appreciate me for that. He might even buy me a lunch. All right. I am so excited, man. I'm so excited. And so my title uh, is always, is about, I'm always trying to teach about the kingdom of God so you understand God's kingdom agenda. And, um, but I want you to think about something. Man. Satan is messing with your circuit breaker. That, so deal with your circuit breaker. For those who know anything about power, uh, uh, years ago, uh, before circuit breakers came into play, they had what you call fuse boxes. And in the event that a fuse would go out, man, you had to go and unscrew the fuse and take the fuse out. You had to make sure it was a 20 amp or a 15 amp or whatever amp. But then they put circuit breakers in all the homes. And in the event that a circuit goes out or you overcharge something or something you put plug too much in one is on a circuit line, then the, 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 flip, the switch would flip and it would turn off. Right? And then there was no power coming through. I wouldn't care if you were watching TV. I wouldn't care if you was ironing. I wouldn't care if you was washing dishes, uh, washing clothes. It didn't matter. Right? Once that flip, that switch went off, the only way you can get it back on running is somebody had to go to the circuit breaker and flip the switch. How many people know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. All right. Now, I want you guys to understand. I want you to think about that, man, as we talk about this message and the importance of not letting Satan flip. Essence, it's so nice to see you. I haven't seen you in years. Oh, my God. It's still as beautiful as ever. I know you didn't want me to call you out, but I had to do it. I had to do it, right? So, uh, 
um, so God has blessed us like never before. And the greatest blessing that God ever did to mankind, right, is when he said that he would send his son, right? And when he sent Jesus into the earth, it transformed the world in such a powerful way. Now, some people don't believe in Jesus, and they don't think Jesus is the answer, uh, but I beg the difference. And, and, and Jesus, when he came in on the scene, what he was, his mission was to reconnect uh, mankind back to God and try to read that, that line that had been broken, that circuit breaker that had been broken. He wanted to turn the flip, flip the switch back on so you can get your power back. Because in the beginning, God had created mankind to have dominion in the earth. And he gave him dominion in the earth. He intended for man to really run the earth while he was in heaven. And then the fall had took place. And when Satan uh, came in and deceived Eve and Adam, and then the circuit breaker was broken, and God devised a plan to bring the circuit breaker back in alignment. And so he would flip that switch to flip back home. So Isaiah said to us, unto us the child is born and the son is given and the government which shall be upon his shoulders. Right? And they should call him wonderful counselor, mighty God, the everlasting peace. Right? And the prince of peace. So, so when, what God wanted to do was God always wanted man to run the earth, man, in partnership with him. That's what he wanted. So I want you guys to understand that. Now, now some, I wrote today when I did my sermon, I, I did the notes and some in NIV, but then I use what you call the easy version. And I, I use the easy version because I want to compare it, and I thought it did a really good job, especially for the young people that's in here, because I want them to understand what's going on, because it's, um, I think a lot of them uh, accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, uh, but Satan is, is, is messing around and trying to flip their switch off. Right? And then so you end up in darkness, and you don't realize it because you walk in contrary to God, and you need to get that Switch, flip back on. Everybody say, flip the switch. Now, I know, so let me read in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13 and 14. Uh, here's what it reads. And now you Gentiles. Now, I, let me, when I say Gentiles, remember the Gentiles were the non-Jews. Now, in America, when, when they brought the Americans uh, over the waters from Africa uh, into America, uh, some people say it was a lost tribe of Israel, and that's those are cho- that we are God's chosen people, the African-American people that came over from Israel, so they're really the, the tribe. But I just want to share something with you. Um, in the event that we want to take that stance, um, remember the law was given to the Israelites first, right? And they violated God's law, right? So God devised a plan, man, for all of mankind to come back into play and come into relationship with him. Because in the beginning... Uh, there was neither Jew nor Gentile, right? And so that stuff came into play a little later on. And so God, what God wanted was he wanted all of his children that he had created, really, man, to be in alignment with him. And the only way he could do it was he had to bring Jesus on the scene because things had got a little dicey, right? So when you read Ephesians, when Paul is writing in Ephesians, he's writing because Paul uh, had been preaching to the Jews, and then the Jews... Um, did not really want to let go of the law, and they wanted to hold on to the law. And Jesus came on the scene, and Jesus uh, was really the mediator between God and man. And he was the one, man, to really reconnect mankind to God. 
Because what the Jews did was the Jews felt like if I follow the law, I can be made right. And Paul was telling them, he said, there's no way that you can be made right, man, from the law. You made right, man, through your relationship with Jesus Christ. Because you could never really keep the law, right? And so, so you can't say by my works, but it's really by Christ's spirit, right? And so when he come in here and he's talking to the Ephesian, in Ephesian, right, here's what he says. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth. Now, that's why he said also. Right? Because the, the Israelites or those Jews had already heard it. Everybody said already heard it. All right now, so he said now, he said the good news, they heard the good news. What is the good news, right? They heard the good news that God saves you. Everybody said God saves you. That was the thing, Flurry. God wanted to save them. God wanted to get them in relationship with him. So then he says this, and when you believed Christ, not until because the Gentiles did not believe who Jesus Christ was. He said, so when Paul explained to them, man, the power of God and the magnificence of Christ, all right, they believed it. And this is what he says. Now, this applies to all of us. So, so watch it, Nari. He says, and when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own, right, by giving you the Holy Spirit. Now, he gave you this power source. Everybody said power source. He had flipped the switch on. Everybody said he flipped your circuit switch on. He flipped it on and gave you power. This is what it says. Uh, whom he promised long ago. He had promised that he wanted really all men uh, to have this power in the beginning to be able to connect with God, right? So now God has given it. He had talked about it long ago. He said, now he's telling me, he said, now I want you to understand uh, what God has done for you, right? And so he tried to explain it to him. So then he says this in the 14th verse. He said, the spirit is God's guarantee that he would give us an inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Right? So God wanted to give us this Holy Spirit, man, really to reconnect us to him so we give him the glory. Everybody say him the glory. Never for us. The Holy Spirit is never given to you, man, for you. It's given to you, man, really to reconnect us back to God. Right? To turn your power switch on so you know who you are in him. Because a lot of us did not know, right? And so he was trying to let you know for those who did not know Jesus Christ, he said, now you know him. And then now you heard the gospel. And when you heard it, you believed it so much and that he turned your switch on. And then the Holy Spirit was given to you to lead, watch this here, to lead and guide you in all truth. The Holy Spirit is not given to you to have power over other people, right? That's why Jesus said, man, it's all about, he came in with this love message, a very, very powerful love message, right? But Satan did not want that. Satan had a mission, right? And his mission, right, was really, man, to flip your switch off and not let you recognize who God is so you can move in the earth as though God doesn't exist. And we move on our own being, and we operate out of our sin nature, right? So Paul really did a lot of work in Romans trying to get us to understand our sin nature, right? So we've been operating and operating, and then Jesus comes on the scene. We accept him, and we receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, some people are going to tell you that you don't have the Holy Spirit because you believe in Christ, and you have to tarry for the Holy Spirit. I just read you what Paul said, right? Now, they get their teaching. I'm not arguing. I'm not here to debate that issue, right? What I want you to understand, when you accepted Jesus Christ in your life, 
You could not have done it, man, except the Holy Spirit revealed him to you. Enough for you to believe it. When you believed it, you got the power turned on. Everybody said, my power was turned on. Now, at that point, the minute your power turned on, Satan's mission was to turn it off as fast and quickly as he could. So he's going to do everything he can, right? So when you read John, the 10th chapter, now, when you read it in your King James Version and all that, so you got to do that. I want to read in the easy version for the kids because I want the kids to understand who Jesus Christ is. Now, here's what he says. The robber only wants to take away my sheep. This is Jesus talking. So when you read St. John 10 and 10, Jesus, now the King James, I'll tell you what the King James says in a minute, right? He said, a thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, I come that you what? May have life and more abundant, right? So I wanted to read it, man, so the kids understand when they walk away, they got something. It said, the robber, talking about Satan. Everybody says Satan. But the robber only wants to take away my sheep. They only want to take away the people, man, God had given me. The people who had accepted me uh, as their leader, as their Lord, as their Messiah. Satan want to come, and he want to snatch that away from me. He want to snatch my sheep away from me, and he want them to go a different direction. What he really wants you to do is operate, man, in your own flesh. That's why Paul talked about you got to be... born again. That's why, that's why he got so into that so much. Then he says this. He said he wants to kill them. What do you want to do with the sheep? He really want to kill you. That's why I say, King James said he come to kill, steal, and destroy. So this is easy for you to understand, right? He said he wants to kill them. He comes only to destroy them. But I have come, this is Jesus talking, that they can have true life. Right? Because I came to reconnect them, man, to God and give them a life and power so they can operate the way God wants them to operate. And it's going to be out of love. Everybody's out of love. They're going to be able to see people, man, like they're supposed to see people. Right? They want to honor people, man, the way they're supposed to honor people. They're not going to be self-centered and always focus on them. Because when you're self-centered, man, you hurt other people. Right? So then he goes on. Um, he says, so that they can have everything they what? Need. That's my mission, Jesus said. He said, my mission is to come that they may have life and have the life more abundantly. Everybody said more abundantly. So God wants you to have everything you need. All right? That's important. What's Derek? Derek, I mean, uh, Zach. Zach. Call Zach in the back, because they're just talking. They're having a conversation, him and Ken, right? Tell them I need those kids. I want, I want them in the sanctuary. I don't want nobody walking around out there. Tell them to get those kids in the sanctuary right now, because they need to hear this. They're going to miss it, right? Because whenever they go to the bathroom by two, man, one of them just run out. Get them kids back in here. <laughs> Look at this. It's a whole group of them coming here. They're going to leave here, man, and Satan's going to wipe them out. And listen, I'm telling y'all what's going to happen. They, they, listen, okay, I'll get to that later. I'm coming to it. I'm coming to it. All right? He says, and so Jesus said, I come, right, so they may have life. All right? It says, and so that they can have everything they need. Now, listen to me, young people. Jesus came so you can have a relationship with God so you would never want or need for anything. Right? Now, what happens is we, we, we got things that's happening, and the world makes you think you need something other than God. 
right? So you get attached to things. Now listen to me. You get attached to things at a young age, right? And you become very impressionable. Anybody that hangs around you when you are in distress, all right, or you're not, you're, you're functioning at, at, at a disadvantage. You're upset, you've been out of shape. Those people influence your life. Whoever around you when you're most vulnerable impresses you the most. That's why you got to watch who your kids are around. Because they get mad at you and they go in their room and they shut the door. And when they shut the door, they're on their phones, they're on their iPads. And then all of a sudden, you wonder why they're crazier. They're not crazy. That's not what's wrong with them. What's wrong with them, man, they start to listen to other people who just as rebellious as them. Right? And they say, you don't have to listen or whatever. And they're getting involved with stuff that takes them off the deep end. Right? Everybody says Satan. That's why he said, I come to kill, steal, and destroy. Here he says, I come to kill. Everybody say kill. Every one of God's sheep. Everyone, nobody, from the mama, the daddy, to the kids. He said, I want to destroy the family. That's my mission. It says the mission. So then when Paul talks in Corinthians, he says, so don't be surprised when Satan, listen to me. This is an easy reading for the kids. So don't be surprised when Satan's servants do the same thing. Watch this here. They can also seem to be serving God. They can act like they saved. They can act like they your friend. They can act like they're doing something good for you. And it's for your good when it's really for your bad. Because y'all dealing with spirits. Y'all don't realize that your spirit being is inside a dirt body. So you don't realize that we're in a spiritual warfare. And kids don't know that because they think we're, we're in a material world. So we're in this material world, so we look at everything as, as, a, as a, a material thing, but it's really a spiritual battle. So these spirits may enter you, and they go to messing with you, right? So he says, uh, Satan's servants do the same thing. They can also seem to be serving God. They may seem to be doing good things, but really what they do is bad, Right? Uh, so God will punish them in the end. So, so they're going to get theirs. Everybody say they're going to get theirs. Satan's job is to sneak in and, and attack when you don't know he's attacking and flip your circuit switch off. And he gets you to turn your back on God and then you have no protection. Your power switch is off and no power is coming through. And you wonder why they're acting like this. And they say, well, the kids, man, they go to church every Sunday. It doesn't mind. Dogs go to church every Sunday. When the switch is turned off, they're just going through the motion. They're just going through the motion. So, when it, and so the flip is off, the switch is off, and then it's a mess. And, and he just, he, listen to me, Satan is coming in to kill everything he can get his hands on. Right? He does, because Jesus wants you to have life. God knew that. God knew you need that power, right? So he goes on to say, says, that should not surprise you. Even Satan, now I want you to hear this. Even Satan can change himself to look like an angel who belongs to the light. Even Satan can transform himself into an angel of light. Now, the, 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 the adults, the young adults can understand this, the older adults too. 
How many times you dated somebody and, and, and they started off and you thought they was all right? And then later on you found out that there was a, a devil in disguise. There was a, a, a watch this, uh, uh, there was a wolf in sheep clothing. So, so the enemy, Satan, can transform himself into an angel. The only way you can identify him, you got to have the spirit of God working in you. Otherwise, you can't identify him. He is so slick. Sometimes he doesn't show up, man, to 10 years into the marriage. Right? I'm, I'm telling you. And so Satan, he'll show up, and he is not your husband. It's not your husband. It's not your wife. It's the spirit that'll get in him using the how, why did they change? All right? All you got to do is watch the pattern of their life. When they start to move away from God, the f- switch is off. The circuit switch has been flipped. And all of a sudden, man, I, I don't feel like going to church. Who, who needs church anyway? Watch their life. W- watch what they're doing. They're they, they going to start doing something. And you can't, I don't, this don't make sense. Why do we have to, to watch the switch? Because... W- Whenever they start moving away from righteousness, they're headed toward unrighteousness. I don't care who they are. It can be me. As soon as I start walking away, I can talk like it, but one thing you can't do with God and the Holy Spirit, you can't trick us, right? You can't trick them. You can't trick them, right? Because what happens is it's going to show up in your behavior. Now, you may deceive me. Like I, I can trick you. But I can't trick God. And here's the spirit of God. Uh, I may think I'm tricking you. And you may be sitting there like, I don't know who he think I am. But I saw him the other night. Right? I, I know what he's done. I've seen that behavior before. I, I, I watched that before. And, and so and you watch it and you start to sit in that. Watch this and you see it in your children. Say, so I've seen that behavior before because I had it. Right? And I know what I was like when it was in me. Now that, that behavior is trying to, trying to attack my children. Are you with me? So you so you watch. So, so you got to watch it when the circuit switch is flipped. Because people are going to do all kind of things. And we're in a time now where it is dangerous. Because it literally costs you your life. I was just reading oh, over 4,000 people died in North Carolina of overdose. In North Carolina alone, 4,000. Satan tricked 4,000 people into taking some drugs that they knew before they took it that it could possibly cost them their life. He's so crafty, he gives some people one of those pins to carry with them just in case they take too much. That's, that's Satan, right? Uh, so, so you got to realize what he's trying to do and hoping that you don't make it and hoping that you, because he knows it affects too many of us, right? If it affects one, it affects too many, amen? amen? Right now, watch Peter. Now, here's, I'm going to wrap this thing up with Peter. Now, watch Peter. All of you, and this is the, now watch the gospel. This is good. All of you who are believers must respect one another, right? As I respect you, man, I love you. I care for you. 
I, I'm going to tell you what's right. All right? Listen to me. Even your kids as believers, you got to respect them enough, man, to tell them the truth in love. All right? Respect them. Right? He said, all you who are believers must respect one another. Do not think that you are more important than other people. Don't, don't think you're more important. I know you're the parent and all this. Is. Don't think you're more important. I'm talking to you as though we all God's children because even the children are a gift to you from God. I want you to understand your friends and all this. So he says, it's the Bible says God is against those who think that they are important, but he is a kind to the humble people. Now, some people, man, watch this here. Some people think they are better than everybody else. You know, we, we this, you know, tell the truth about your family. Let the truth be told that you're struggling, right? So as soon as you start thinking you're better than, then God got a problem with you. Why do we have a problem? Because I created all of you guys in my image, right? And they're my children, and everybody's mine. And just because I bless you to have a better job, right, don't turn your switch off and turn your back on me and start belittling other people. That's when you know, that's when you know is my switch off? How am I talking about other people? What am I saying about other people? You know, I was telling the kids, I got a legitimate club in the after school program. I told the kids, the only difference, man, between you and the other kid that didn't have no shoes is your parents had a good job. So I compared them to Nari and Jay. I can't talk about nobody else. I can just talk about Nari and Jay. I can just talk about my grandkids. I said, so Nari and Jay, is going, they, they just wear nice shoes. They just wear nice stuff. But they don't do it, man, because of them, because they don't have, they pour as the, the get. Right? And they, listen, the only reason they have is because their mama do hair. Their grandpa and grandmama got a retirement, and their papa's a pastor, and the other grandparents, that's why they got that's the only reason. So here, I tell Nari and Jay, they don't have a right to say anything negative about nobody because you're right there with them. You're just blessed because your papa got something. And he can help you. Raise your hand, you know what I'm talking about. Right? So, so we have to understand that so we can't think we're better than other people. So when you do that, kids, and you go to school, already know that your flip, your circuit has been flipped. When you're talking back to your mama and you're talking back to your parents and they can't tell you what to do and you got a smart mouth, your circuit breaker has been flipped. And you're headed for destruction. Years and years and years and years ago, if you did it, they cut your circuit breaker off altogether because they said kill the kids, stone them to death. Take them before the elders and stone them to death because they knew they was going to be a bad apple and they didn't want them to ruin the family. We can't do that this day because we like it too much. Some of the parents be want to do it, but they're scared they might go to jail, right? Understand something, people. In the kingdom of God, man, God loves us. And his mission, watch this here. Every time you have a conversation, man, what is your motive behind the conversation? When you talk to your parents and you talk to your husband and you talk to your wife and you talk to your colleague, I want to know if you, when, listen to me, I'm talking to the believers. Are you representing Christ or are you representing you? Who, who do you think you are? Mr. Big Stuff? 
Young people like, what you talking about? Teresa said, Teresa said, oh, she wanted to say the next line. I know, I'm, I'm with Teresa. Right? Now, so he goes on to say in verse number six, he said, remember that God is strong and what? Powerful. So be humble in front of him. Why, why in front of him? Because we always are in God's presence. Always, 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 always in God's presence. So those who, who don't have the, uh, uh, the uh, U-Version Bible, they can get the easy version, get it in the NIV, you, it'll make sense to you, right? He says, so be humble in front of him. Then he says, then he will lift you up to a good place at the right time. Everybody said, God will lift you up. Now listen, when your circuit breaker is on, then the power can flow. As long as you operate with your circuit breaker on, man, God can lift you up, right? And make, listen here, and make a difference in other people's lives. Remember, that's your mission. God want to use you, man, to be a reflection of him as you interact with other people. Because it's all about relationship. Everybody's relationship. It's all about relationship. So God want to lift you up. He's going to lift you up. Then verse 7 says, if you have any kind of trouble in your mind, give it to God. God promises to take care of you. You got anything going on in your, in your brain? And you think it's an issue and there's a problem, right? You think your parents don't treat you right? If you think your husband don't treat you right, take it to the Lord in prayer. Go to God and say, God, I don't want you to do something to them, all right? God, I need you to fix me so I can deal with this. I want you to fix me because it got to be something. How, how do I handle this? Like you would. Right? He says, now if you got trouble in your mind, Dennis, he said, it's important to give it to the Lord. Because he promises, every time promises. If you keep the circuit breaker on, he said, I promise you, man, that power is coming through. He says, coming. He's going to give you the answers to every situation and every circumstance. Right? Now, Satan, remember Satan, go back to Satan in the beginning. What he want to do? He want to mess up the whole apple cart. That, that's his mission, right? Now, so watch what he says in, in the next verse. Think seriously about how you live. Now, here we go. Everybody, everybody said, grab the seatbelt. And don't let it go. Because in case the car goes too fast and we have to hit the brakes, man, you won't go through the window. Right now, so, so watch what happened in verse 8. He said, think seriously about how you live. Watch carefully for danger. Right? Remember that the devil is your enemy. All right? Then he says this. He wants to hurt you. He, watch this. He walks about like a hungry lion. He is looking for someone to kill and then eat them. Let me read that again. Think seriously. Everybody said think seriously. Let me, let me, I got, I got to do this because I'm going to be a few minutes old, but I got to do this. All right. Now, so, uh, I'm a, let me read this here in the New Living Translation for, for the adult. He says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of, you are a family of believers 
all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are going through. The very thing that you go, ain't nothing new. Everybody said nothing new, right? Now, remember this. This is important. The devil, let me read this again, right? Remember the devil is your what? It's not your parents, man. It's not your husband. It's not your wife. It's not your co-worker. Hear me well. Your enemy is Satan. You got to know the spirit. You got to know that you are a spirit being inside of a dirt body. You got to remember this here. That the spirit has to have a body to work through. How, may, how often, man, do we yield our body to Satan to be used? And so I'm looking at you and I'm mad at you when it's really Satan. Paul says, even when I desire to do good, man, evil's always present. He said, everything I like to do, I don't do. Right? And so, young people, you got to understand, Satan, you are so impressed when so young, Satan want to grab you while you're young. Hitler said it. Hitler said, give me your young. Every community said it. Give me your young. Because if I can get your young, I can run the country. As they said, if I get them while they're young, say, if I can get them, that's why I tell young, you ain't got to bring them to church. Let them lay at home. Let them stay there. But when Satan get them, remember this here, 20 years from now, ask me, ask me how I know, because it's happening now. 20 years later, when everybody started walking away, they didn't want to go to church, they didn't think it's important. Now, those kids are adults. Right? 80% of the people are not even Christians anymore. Because we got mad and left them at home. And so they went to institutions and they listened to people and they read books and all that and then they shifted their faith. So, and so the devil come and hear me out. Okay, let me finish this. I, 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 I want to read this next verse and I got to finish up. He said, but you must be strong to fight against him. Trust God completely. Remember this. Believers all over the world are having the same kind of issues. It ain't just you. Everybody said not just you. Right now, hear me out. Right? So one of the things right now, do you know they legalized marijuana? They legalized it. People, listen, they made it legal. Right? And, and so now uh, we, got, we, got, uh, we got more people hooked on marijuana we ever had in the history of alcohol. Some people just happy when they say yes. <laughs> but here's the problem. Hear me out, man. Don't, don't y'all fool yourself. Hear me out and hear me well. Those adults, you thought it was right, and you voted yes. Your kids is smoking marijuana. It's a gateway drug. What happens is, what do you do when your kids get addicted? What do you do when your kids get addicted? What, what do you do? If you don't, if you don't want to see it happen, what do you do? Now, if you don't think it's a problem, take your cell phone, take your kid's cell phone. Josh, take it. Take it, Josh. Take their cell phone, and you'll see the devil come out. I don't care how sweet that kid is, man. You'll see the devil come out. 
You're like, they ain't my kid. Take it, take it for real. Say, you, I'm sorry, give me your phone right now. No, I'm supposed to have so many likes. Before dinner, take the phone. And that kid who you think is cute, you got to fight. I'm, I, you're, you're, you're threatening to kill them. Right? Now listen, because they're addicted to it. Nothing, Satan is a spirit. If you watch Social Dilemma, they'll tell you they knew it before it happened. Raise your hand if you ever watched Social Dilemma. They told you that we can dial your kid in whenever we want to dial them in because we got control of them. Right? Once you get it and you get this marijuana in these kids' hands, just like you can't help it, and you're a grown woman, a grown man, how you think they're going to be able to deal with it? That's the spirit. Everybody say that spirit. That spirit is serious, right? So, so it's important to understand that, right? Understand what we're dealing with, right? So what Satan is doing, he's trying to flip the circuit breaker so you cannot really have the power of God working in your life. Now, here's what happened. It's good. You don't need Jesus. Jesus ain't real. You don't, who, who needs Jesus? Watch this here. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a percentage of people, man, who really have a relationship with God, and they really mean it. Most people to say that, you watch their life. It's full of hell. They're doing all kind of other stuff, man, because they don't want to embrace the teachings of Jesus. Because it's life transforming. It's life changing. Raise your hand if Jesus changed your life. Yeah. He changed your life, right? Now, so you, you think Satan don't want to change that? You don't think you want to flip that switch off? So as we wrap up, here's what you get. Yes, you will have trouble, right? Like this for a short time, only for a short time. But after that, God will make everything right. Everybody say God will make everything right. He is completely, listen, listen, he is completely kind and he will always, what, help you. Because you belong to Christ. Listen to me. Satan, everybody says Satan is not going to win in the end. He's not going to win in the end. He gonna, listen, some of man, as soon as he hit the switch, man, God come back and flip the switch back. He hit it, God flip it back. He hit it, God flip it back. Why he keep flipping? Because he don't want no man lost. Yeah. Satan trying to turn the switch. So much so, man. Listen, listen to me. This is real talk. Because of the social media world, the suicide rate has skyrocketed. If if the, if it is skyrocket on, on listen if it is skyrocket on a non drug, and now they about to when you read social media they say they go some of the psychiatrists say they should uh, they should treat social media like a drug because it's so addictive. Everybody said, watch the switch. Social media is so powerful, they can tell you what you're thinking before you think it. Right? Don't let Satan flip your switch. Today, I offer you the greatest gift that God ever gave humanity. When the world was in trouble and Satan thought he had a stranglehold, listen to me, he thought he had a stranglehold, when he thought he had a stranglehold and he was choking the life out, God says, 
For I love the world so much, let me send my son. Whoever believes in him, everybody say, whoever believes in him, he's going to turn the power switch on. He said, the power has always been there, but Jesus flips the switch. Right? He wants him in your life. If there's anything else that can transform you, God would do it. But he knew. He knew without a shadow of a doubt that he had to come down in the flesh as a human being and show you living as a human being what you could do when you're in connection with him. And he conquered everything Satan did. And he gave you the same power. Jesus said, the works that I do, you'll be able to do greater works. So winter, stop talking, because you're back there talking to her. While y'all talking, you're going to leave here, and you're going to get nothing. All right? Now, because you, you're going to walk here, and y'all going to go to school, and you're going to be bad as heck. I'm telling you what's going to happen. Because whenever you ignore God, you listen, you're going to listen to Satan. And I promise you, you're going to get to school, you're going to get other places, and Satan's going to throw stuff at you, and you ain't going to have nothing to fight him off. Y'all hear me? I was in middle school for 24 years. You know, I didn't call him having sex in the bathroom to everything. I just saw all of it. That spirit is real. And it's worse now. So I offer you the great, the only thing that can transform your life is Jesus. If you have not made him the Lord of your life, particularly young people, you got to accept him into your heart. If you don't, your parents going to have hell to pay because you can't deal with him. He's so powerful, he can transform anybody who don't know who Christ is into, watch this here, into devils. He'll make you turn on a person to feed you. That's how powerful he is. The person that really feeds you, man, he'll turn you on. He'll, turn, he'll make you dislike them. And you know if it weren't for them, they're your, they your biblical cord. Cut that thing, and you don't have no life. And you'll turn on them knowing you don't have nowhere to go. Raise your hand, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He'll make you walk away from home, and you're going to leave, and you ain't got nowhere to go. He'll make you say, I'm tired, y'all. I'm leaving. I'm going. I'll be back. I'll be back. Because I ain't got nowhere to go. Everybody stand to your feet. God rules with power forever and ever. Amen. And this is true. If you sing it, girl, get the mic. Why y'all just... Get some mice, man. They sound so good. Get it. Oh, you have everybody for everything. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, today is the day that you accept him into your heart. All you got to do is come to the altar. If you believe it in your heart, the God has raised Jesus from the dead. You believe it so much you wouldn't have given him your life. Today is the day. Or, if you don't, 
if you have not dedicated your life to Christ and you want to rededicate your life to Christ, just come up here and let me know. Don't be afraid. God says, if you be ashamed of him, he'll be ashamed of you. So don't be afraid. Don't let your friends, your, your husband, your wife know that you're struggling with something and you, you need to rededicate your life. Just come up and say, Pastor, I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. I want to make a public confession. Right? But I want to make it private to you. You don't have to be loud. Just speak to me. Is it anyone? Anyone? So if you're embarrassed or you're ashamed or you're scared or you're nervous, you don't want to come up, get a card, fill it out on the card, and just let me know you, you're rededicating your life to the Lord. And I'll give you a phone call and pray with you. Or you want to commit your life to, to the Lord, I'll pray with you. You don't have to do it in front of everybody. I know some people are ashamed and embarrassed. Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that's here today. Thank you for turning on a circuit breaker, giving us so much power, letting Satan know that you don't care what he do, that you're always there to turn the breaker back on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your power in the life of our children. Thank you, Lord, for the power and the strength in our parents and our marriages, on our job. Thank you. Let us continue to represent you in everything we do. We thank you, Lord. We love you so much because if it wasn't for you, what would we do? We thank you. We praise and magnify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. He's everything. Everybody say everything. Hey, as you leave this place, never ever leave this present. Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, our offering, you know how to give. You can give online. You give. We don't, do, we don't go through a whole lot of gyrations. For those who visit for the first time, you can write a check. Do give a five. You do whatever you have. Just do it. You can get it on the way out. We ain't going to hold you up. Lord, as we leave this place, never your presence. Be with us, God, our hearts. Thank you so much for everything that you do. We pray that you touch every person who know that their circuit breaker has been turned off in the day you turned it back on. Don't let them be afraid to let us know so we can continue to pray for them because it's going to take a community of us praying together because Satan is going to attack them again. So we thank you. Be with us. God, our hearts and minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you all. You all may be dismissed. For those who want prayer, come to the altar.